Okay. Hey, good evening. And a Merry Christmas Eve to all of you. So, this is our candlelight service. This is probably the most special, one of the most special services that we do. It's one that I think all of you like. It's one that it just, it just feels Christmas, doesn't it? We get to celebrate the birth of Christmas. We get to sing songs. We've all got candles. That's what I want to check with you now. Everybody got one of these? Does anybody need one? Okay, we'll get you three of them, okay? So I think John's got something back there, and we'll take care of that. All right. So. <laughs> okay. You need one, Matt? Okay, everybody got All right, now we're in good shape. Now we can proceed <laughs> that we all have candles. So how about if we open up with the word of prayer? Father, thank you this night, Lord, that we as a, as a group of believers, we as a church, Father, we as part of this community can come together to celebrate your birth, Lord. Father, to give thanks that you sent your son, not only to be born in a manger, but to die on a cross, that we might have eternal life. Father, just pray, Lord, as we, as we go through this service, Father, as we sing the songs, as we light the candles a little later, Father, as we look at a verse of Scripture, Father, draw us to you. Father, help us to appreciate and understand the gift that you have given. In Jesus' name, amen. Please stand with me. If you are able, we'll come together and we will sing. song it should be. I get Gage the wrong song. Hey Gage, could you put on Angels We Have Heard on High? <laughs> Warm up for tomorrow. All right. I apologize. Too many, you know, so many Angels songs. He's going to find that for me and I I don't have any jokes to tell, except for dad jokes. Nobody gets those. There we go. Okay. Go ahead and go to Shepherds. Why does Jubilee? Can you play the intro for that? And I'll, there we go. Shepherds, why this Yeah. 
be seated. Today is Christmas Eve. Today we light the three purple candles and the pink candle. We also light the center white candle. The first Sunday we lit the candle of hope. The second Sunday we lit the candle of love. The third Sunday we lit the candle of joy. The fourth Sunday we lit the candle of peace. Today we also light the center candle. This candle represents Jesus. When we light this candle, we remember Jesus' birth. Our waiting has ended. When we look at the center candle, we remember that God sent Jesus to give hope, peace, joy, and love to all people outside of Bethlehem. The shepherds saw a great light and heard the voices of angels. They traveled to the manger and saw that baby Jesus far away from Bethlehem. Wise men saw the star in the sky. They followed the star and were filled with joy when they found Jesus. They remind us that the gift of Jesus was not just for people in one place, but for all people. Matthew 2, 1 through 12. Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, Magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star in the east, and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. Gathering together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for this is what has been written by the prophet. And you, Bethlehem, land of Judah, are by no means least among the leaders of Judah, for out of you shall come forth a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called the Magi and determined from them the exact time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child, and when you have found him, report to me, so that I too may come and worship him. After hearing the king, they went their way, and the star, which they had seen in the east, went on before them until it came and stood over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. After coming into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell to the ground and worshipped him. Then opening their treasures, they presented to him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned by God in a dream not to return to Herod, the Magi left for their own country by another way. Let us pray. Dear God, thank you for your son, Jesus. Thank you, God, for the sending Jesus for all people, not just those in one place at one time. On this Christmas day, help us remember and rejoice again because Jesus was born. May we live every day remembering your love and care and to show that love and care to others. Amen.
with me again. We'll come together and sing.
I thought maybe I had a helper. <laughs> All right. So we've read a little bit about the story. We have been walking through uh, the first chapter of Luke, and tomorrow we're going to read chapter 2 in Luke, the first 20 verses. So I wanted to stop for a moment and, and, and contrast what Luke does, a little bit of what Matthew does with what John does with the birth, okay? Mark doesn't include the birth. Mark just goes to the baptism of Jesus. Boom, that's how it starts out. And that's where he picks up the story. John tells the birth of Jesus, but he tells it a little bit differently than what we're accustomed to in Matthew and Luke. I think Matthew and Luke give us that warm, fuzzy feeling, right? That, that little baby, the little baby in the manger, right? We, we love that. And so John just kind of, it's one grand announcement. You know, the birth is just one grand Boom, here it is. You know, it's majestic in a different way than both Matthew and Luke. And so the verse that we're going to read, as I was sitting here singing and not singing in time, uh, singing when none of you else were singing, you know, things like that, I was reminded uh, of this verse and, and where I remember reading it at. It was in a Dallas home cantata that the youth did and they had me be the narrator so I wouldn't sing just so you know so I remember reading this verse and I want you to because it was an impactful verse at the time and it still holds that same impact so here we are John 1 14 the verse we're going to look at tonight and the word became flesh and dwelt among us and we saw his glory Glory as the only begotten from the Father, full of grace and truth. Let's read that again. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we saw His glory. Glory as of the only begotten from the Father, full of grace and truth. We often simply see the baby in the manger. When we think about the birth of Jesus, we think about the manger scene, the, the cattle lowing, that kind of scene that we get to see, the, the straw and the animals, and eventually the, the, the magi or the wise men showing up with their gifts, the shepherds bursting on the scene to see the baby that was announced to them by angels while they were out there in the field tending to their sheep. John puts it in a different way, okay? John puts that, flip that slide there. We simply see that. Now, I want to take you back a little bit so that we understand when it talks about the Word becoming flesh. In the very first part of John, it says the Word became flesh. All right? That's the verse that we're reading. If we go back into those first couple of verses, first three verses, I think, John tells us this. So we understand who is the Word, right? I think we know who that is, but let's clarify that again because that's the way that John decides to put that. He says the Word was in the beginning. Now that's powerful when you think about it. That means that when we think of Jesus, we think of birth. How, how many of you think of your beginning before your birth? Yeah, you know, that's kind of my, that's kind of my birthday, right? That's kind of my begin day. And so when we think of the baby Jesus, we might 
automatically think of that. John wants to clarify that he existed before the manger. And so the Word was in the beginning. The Word was with God. So now we're getting a little bit of view of the Trinity of God. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Spirit. John's just working now on God the Father and God the Son, and that's who he's introducing to us. He's going to introduce to us the Spirit a little bit later on, as Jesus does that. And he says the Word, this is important for us to understand, it's hard to comprehend, but the Word was God. The Word was in the beginning. Jesus was in the beginning. All things created through him. John makes that clear. He was with God, and he was God. So as we understand that, the other religions have a guy like us become the Savior. Christianity has, the, has God, the Son of God, become the Savior. So that's what John is trying to drive home and clarify us. And listen to this. He dwelt, dwelling among us. Dwelling among us is a phrase that we read. That word means, if you have a different version, he tabernacled. Now, that, that's kind of the King James word. But it's also an important tie back because when we walk through the birth of Jesus, what do we see? We see tie-ins to the Old Testament. We read about Bethlehem. We read about the birth, and etc. It's all tied in to the to the, to the Old Testament. In other words, God didn't change His plan. God had a plan all along. And He brought it to fruition in the birth of Christ. And so as we see that, that word tabernacled, just reading through the Old Testament, you'll see that that's an important word. But we're reading in Exodus, and they have your reds. And it's talking about the tabernacle. That was the, the tent, so to speak, that they were to build that represented God's presence to them. So when it says he tabernacled among them, it means that Jesus Christ came and set up his tent among us. He made his home here. He took up residence, is another way to word it, depending on which version you read. But it all means this, right? That God was with us. God was with us. Stepped down from his throne and came to be born in a manger. Think about that. Laid aside his robe, his crown, however you want to picture. I don't know how you picture Jesus on the, on the throne, right? But, but I, I always get the idea of the crown, the scepter, the robe, just the glory and the majesty of the king of kings, right? And in order to come down and be born in a manger with cows and all the rest of them, right? Sheep and all that stuff. He took all that stuff off. So that he could come down to us. So that he could tabernacle among us. Not just so he could hang out, but so that he could speak the gospel to us. So he could make it clear why he came and why we needed him. Is anything about Christmas? I don't know what you asked for for Christmas. I'm sure some of you asked for things you think you need. Right? 
uh, like that new Ferrari. <laughs> anyway, I always ask for a new motorcycle, but just, you know. The one thing we do need is Jesus Christ. It's a gift that's not, it, it's, it's optional to us, but it's a gift that we shouldn't, we should exercise the option on and accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. Now, as it closes that verse out and says, we beheld his glory. Now, what's that mean? His glory, his grace, and his truth. We've all seen the pictures of the baby Jesus. Some of those pictures have a glow around the baby Jesus. Now, I don't know that he actually had a glow about him. But what John says is true. As that baby was in a manger there with Mary and Joseph, the shepherd showing up, later the magi showing up, probably to the house as they moved from the manger. That was God incarnate. The glory. We, when we look, Jesus tells us that. When we looked upon him, who did we see? We should have seen God himself, the glory of God. So when the, the artist puts that glow around it, that's all he knows how to do to capture the idea of what John just said. We beheld his glory. So tonight as we think about the birth of Christ, I want us to think about that glory that we beheld, the Son of God stepping down from his throne, dwelling among us. Coming to be the answer, our Savior, as the Scriptures would say. Full of grace. <laughs> grace is that unmerited favor of God. So as we view this babe in a manger that's not threatening to us, I want you to understand God delivered His grace through that baby. And that's what John's trying to get across to us. We need Grace, because we can't stand before the Father without grace. Full of grace and truth. In a world that keeps telling us that we'll be good and we'll get to heaven, or that heaven doesn't exist, or there are many pathways to heaven, Jesus Christ, full of truth, tells us in John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one... Not you, not me, not anybody born before or after. No one comes to the Father except through me. That's the truth that dwelt in Jesus. That's the truth that we want to embrace this night as we celebrate the birth of Christ. So, let's have a word of prayer. Father, thank you. Thank you for sending your son. Thank you for John's picture of the birth of Christ, the flesh, the word dwelling among us, the word becoming flesh. And Father, just help us to grasp that, help us to understand it, help us to, to ponder that, help us to draw towards you with reverence and awe and worship of what you've done, of why we celebrate 
the birth of Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. So, in just a moment, we're going to light candles as soon as I get mine. I'll show you the trick here. Okay. The candle lighters are going to come forward in just a minute, but let me go over the, the rules here, all right, so that we get this, this straight. So, once your candle is lit, I need you to hold it straight up and down. Okay, simple. Why is that? Because it makes melted wax, and this is going to catch it, but if you tilt it, well, there's a lady over here that's going to be looking for you, okay? Because <laughs> she's going to have to clean the wax up off the floor. She's got to bring in an old iron that she puts on a stove. Anyway, so that's how we're going to do that. So RC is going to come on this side. Um, let's see, Matt and Lonnie are going to come down the center, and then Bob's going to come over here. If you guys will make your way up front. And I'll probably ask you guys to stand. And as we light the can, after we get the candles all lit, then we're going to sing. What are we going to sing, guys? Silent night. Silent night. All right.
as we celebrate Christmas, we celebrate your birth. Father, may we joyously take out the light, be a light to this world. Father, to share what Christmas is about. In Jesus' name, amen. So if you can blow your candles out, and if you want to sit down for just a second, you want to flip the lights back on? And Richard, you want to make your way up here? You got a mic for him?